Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 300. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Cat. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a lot of stuff to get to on the big three zero zero. Pretty uh, impressive. Uh, we did it. Uh, What's everyone's favorite Zack Snyder movie? Mine's three hundred. Yeah, I liked the three hundred and one. I liked the sequel a little bit better. Did you really have never seen it? Is there really a sequel? There is. Called, yeah, there's definitely three hundred and one though. I don't know. It doesn't have Gerard Butler. So three hundred and one Dalmatians. Oh, if it doesn't have Gerard Butler, it's probably a heaping pile of trash. But yeah, that was a good movie when we were kids. That was one of the you know green screen movies. There was just some dirt and a backdrop for the whole movie, and they made it pretty good. All right, <laughs> let's move on. I'm, I have I'm a looking random... at this 300, 300 Rise of an Empire came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, I knew it wasn't called three hundred and one though, right? No. All right. Well, very good. Um, I do have a three hundred related topic actually. Uh, this is three hundred thousand dollars for a parking space. Um, New York City. Some uh, luxury condos are getting robotic parking space uh, structures like installed in their little areas and uh i think like you've probably seen these things in japan they're kind of like car vending machines where they just shuffle your car um and so uh like a ferris wheel yeah and they probably sort out the hobos and all that kind of stuff um i mean in the you know the turn of tricks kind of thing we've all seen that seinfeld episode uh George is parking his car. Mm-hmm. There's like a uh, Simpsons episode too where he's got all the tickets built up when he parks <laughs> in front of like the World Trade Centers. Ah, very good. The white whale. Yeah, yeah, that's Newman. That was Newman. Oh. Um so <laughs> it, yeah. Cop, that's his white whale. It's Newman. And they let him get away. They'll cost anywhere between three hundred and five hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars up front. And then about a maintenance fee around $150 a month. Uh, But you'll be able to park your car and uh, it'll be away from the elements of New York City, which now is not just weather. Um, But I thought that was pretty insane because it's already you see all those stories of like this person lives in a parking space size uh, flat and her rent is $4,000 a month. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember being in San Francisco and uh, <clears throat> for a buddy's batch party a handful of years ago, and I pointed up at some little like studio thing and was like, how much does that room cost? And it was like right in the city. He's like, oh, it's probably like 3200 a month. And it's like, oh, my goodness. For literally like it's gross. room. <laughs> it's gross. And it is gross. The cities have, are gross too. Oh, I was going to say, you have to step <laughs> over a couple homeless people just to get up to your luxury bedroom. Luxury drawer. Again, yeah. <laughs> a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Like, I think Harry Potter had it better sleeping under the staircase. I think that was even nicer than some of these $3,200 San Francisco yeah, townhomes or whatever you call them. That would rent for at least 1800 these well, days. Well, especially if you knew Harry Potter lived there. Yeah. Because he true. went in there, I think, a muggle and came out a wizard. That's that can't be, that can't, that's not accurate at all. I know it's I don't not. know what a muggle is. I think once you're a wizard. A muggle is just like a, a non-wizard. Oh. Andy's spirit animal is a puggle. Sure. That is true. Is that true? I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> confirmed or denied <laughs> as long as it's not been denied yeah 
All right. Well, that's obnoxious and crazy and interesting. So there well, you go. If you guys don't mind, I have actually a little like random story I can tell that's off like, you know, okay. the grid. Well, let's hear it. Like off the grid to the schedule here. But but I think that's cool to share some story. So one of the HOA contracts I uh, maintain is the neighborhood actually that I grew up in over in uh, the Santiago Hills area by uh, SEC. And uh, so I get to be like I'm the supervisor there now for our landscaping company in that area. And I was there last week and I was like kind of taking, you know, some pictures and some uh, notes on a few like areas where we were going to put uh, some more plants and stuff. So when I was there, it was like probably like one thirty in the afternoon on like a Thursday or something. It was sometime last week, like Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm writing some on my pad of paper on my car. And all of a sudden I hear like a woman's voice from like a little bit ways away. So I turn around and it's this middle-aged woman and she sees me and she's like, have you seen, have you seen somebody talking to like two cats or anything? And I was like, no, I haven't seen two cats. She's like, oh, because this woman came in here. She's like, and she was talking with my cats and they're my cats. And I'm pretty sure she took my cats. And I'm like, and the lady was acting a little weird also. So I was like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I haven't seen him. She's like, okay, well, I'm in unit 54 if you happen to find them. And I'm just like, all right. And I'm just, you know, whatever. She's obviously coming on to you. No, no, no. I'm in so, room 237. So this is where the story gets, you know, inter- more interesting, a little bit more interesting, I guess. So as I'm I noted to before. draw a bath. <laughs> okay, no. As, as I noted before, I grew up in this neighborhood. So I lived in that neighborhood with my, I lived my, like I was started off at like one years old there. And I lived there until I was 17. And then my parents divorced when I was like 11. So for like five years in there, I was just living with my mom when she lived in there. When I was with her, I split time with both parents. And I vaguely remember this, that there would be a woman that would walk around in that neighborhood and just kind of yell and scream. And it was an older woman, like, you know, older than me, at least 23 or 30 years older than me. And this is when I was probably like 10 years old. So a woman at the time, probably in her forties, just would go around yelling and screaming and when I told this story to my mom about how the, she, uh, um, a woman came up to me with that, my mom, first thing my mom said is, well, you remember there was an, a woman in that neighborhood that would walk around and like be yelling stuff. And I was like, I literally had thought that when I first saw her, it was almost like it was a thing where I was just like, you're definitely that woman that was yelling around this neighborhood 20 years ago. And so then today we were back at that same neighborhood doing some the planting that I was actually like taking the the notes for and stuff. And it was around the same time today. It was probably around 145, close to two. She comes roaming around again and looks at all of us and says, have you guys seen my cat? And I looked at her and just was like, no, we haven't. And she's just like, oh, okay. And walked around and then I saw her like looking under trash cans and stuff. And I was like, I guarantee this cat's been gone for like 20 years. <laughs> as sad as that is, I'm not trying to by any means making fun of any situation like that because that does suck. But it's just wild to me to think that she probably is looking for a cat that she hasn't had in probably 10 to 15 years. I guarantee you. Does this lady by chance look like Drew Barrymore in 51st Dates? You know, what's funny is I actually snuck a photo of her today because I I sent it to my mom to see if she had any remembrance of what the lady looked like. Because she was obviously, I was obviously too young when I remembered this, but my mom would have been like in her 40s or something. So she could have maybe remembered. And all my mom said back was, oh, she looks like a 5150. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I can send you guys a photo and you can tell me, Sean, she kind of maybe, maybe a little Drew Barrymore-ish. Every day is the same. Her 
dad yeah. convinces her, you know, it's her birthday. and Yeah, I got to give her a clipping or something that says, like, cat found, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. back in 1989 well, or something. I was something. hoping you'd do some research. You go to the library, look into the old newspapers, and you see that this woman has died. Yeah, the, I was thinking a ghost at first, too. A cat too. accident, too. Um, and your last name is Cats. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, and then you'd be really spooked out. Oh, no. That's, yeah, but... I'm torn because that's supposed to be like a Halloween story, the way that direction, Andy, and Halloween's long sure. gone. Do you want like Santa to come in and be like, oh, I took her to the North Pole? <laughs> okay, that can mean a lot of things. <laughs> that was a good laugh, Andy. <laughs> Santa's like, I live in the North Pole, but how about you come down to my South Pole? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Trying, Santa, to, trying to get Tim Allen canceled again. Yeah. I well, forgot it is that. Uh, it I forgot it is Christmas time, actually, so that's kind of funny. Eh, it's Tony. still fall. I'm still drinking pumpkin beers. Yeah, I know. That's why I think yeah, I got confused right now. Days. But, uh, yeah, but I just want to share out. that little story. I mean, I feel like I don't share much news stuff, but it's like most of the news I have is just stuff that's going on in my life. <laughs> that's my news. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Thank you. All right, well, let's move on. Andy, you got ne- uh, Netflix with Robert De Niro. Yeah, De Niro's making the jump. He's finally going to do some some Netflix stuff. So he's done... Uh, TV movies before, but this is a, a, a series. Uh, what about Zero. the big uh, what Irishman? That was a movie. That wasn't a series. So yeah, he was on Netflix before. That is okay. right. Um, but he's doing a series called Zero Day, a political thriller. So um, interesting. Netflix is very hit or miss. I don't know sometimes if they know what they're doing and they, or they just know how to make a lot of stuff more than a lot of good stuff. But um, hopefully with De Niro, that means some uh, good quality right there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Scorsese yeah. attached it all somehow? No, no. He, uh, but he did say he, he's, his movie is going to be out sooner than later. So um, I have Apple TV Plus for two months. So I don't think you're going to make it. I don't think he's going to make better it hurry in up. two months. But maybe we'll give you a sneak preview. Just write in. Yes. And by write in, I mean you probably have to send him a physical letter because he doesn't have technology. Telegram. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that sounds interesting. Political thrillers are good. Uh, Danny Masterson mistrial of his. Uh, you love this story, Andy. So let's let's hear you talk about it. Yeah. So Danny Masterson, best known as Hyde from that 70s show. I was on trail trial for like three rapes that happened like I think like 20 years ago, but still, uh, you know, bad shit. Um, he's part of Scientology, which has its all kinds of problems. Um, the uh, trial that he was going through the last couple weeks uh, ended in a mistrial. So the jury could not come to conclusion, which means there'll be a new trial sometime in 2023, which means he's available. So in the night, the that 90 show, I know it's already filmed, but you know, you can get him in there, right? He's worked with Netflix before with that, uh, that ranch show. Uh, so, you know, get him in there, right? He's innocent until proven guilty. What, uh, believe in that. how are the, his like peers towards him, his colleagues? Oh, I don't think they want any part of it. Like Action Kutcher, it's like, well, that sucks. Ugh. You you blew up. He, they blew up that show. Like when you got oh the ranch, that, yeah. yeah. I forgot like, about that. that. I forgot Ashton Kutcher was like, in that. He's basically dead to them. Like he yeah. never existed. And kind of Ashton Kutcher obviously doing that '70s show with him, and then doing the ranch. But especially doing that '70s show with him, that was when they were like in their 20s and stuff, right? So it's like I feel yeah. like Ashton Kutcher deep down probably knows the truth because he knew him probably pretty well and would maybe be like, you know what? I actually believe that, yeah, that I mean, you could have done he that. Brought the um the actress who played Donna into Scientology too. I remember and I was like, who did that? Who brought her into Scientology? This guy, his whole, he's big and he's very Masterson. Yeah. He's very up there. His whole family. Is he like a Duke in the Scientology or something? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know what the do rankings are. Do they have rankings? They do have rankings. Yeah. It's, it starts Tom off Cruise at Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has to be their like, knight, no, Tom right? Cruise is king? A, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is its own ranking. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom Cruise is like the best friend of the leader, so I don't. He tries to pretend he's not like really part of it, but he's really like the most second most important guy. Um, well, they keep him on a strict diet of push-ups and vegetables. So yeah, he'll whatever. be thirty-seven for the rest of his life. Just no more like kidnapping and shit like that that they're doing. So yeah. I feel like they've I mean, settled down. I I think yeah. I mean again this these crimes that happen are supposed to be from like 20 years old. Um, and I think that's the problem is they were very good at killing all this stuff off. They're, they're very powerful, but I don't like they have that power anymore. Definitely not in this era. So wonder what kind of security Leah Remini has to have. Like it, are things going on still with, with that or, I mean, if she ever like showed up dead, they'd have to arrest like the entire church. Right. So I wonder, you know, it'd like, be bold to do it like some Putin shit. Where it's like, yeah. I don't know if she drank bad tea at home. She, I don't know. Yeah. Does she have I, people testing her, you know, yeah. is chili and shit? Yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. But. Interesting. I mean, they can't yeah. be bringing new people in, right? I know they have those commercials. I mean, they're bringing in, like, a, homeless people or something. There's a Scientology in an old building in downtown Santa Ana. Yeah, yeah, no, I believe There it. used to be a Scientology building right behind my, uh, literally behind my buddy's house that's over here on, uh, in the Tustin area on Red Hill and uh, I think uh, Newport Avenue, right there on the corner, Red Hill and Newport Avenue, that used to be a Scientology building. And what's kind of creepy now is whatever building it is now, it's not Scientology anymore, but whatever it is now, the lights, one of the lights at night just flickers. So I almost just wonder if that was just from some stuff from the past that the went on in that neighborhood that or guy, that neighborhood, yeah. that building. Yeah. yeah. They found a series of underground caves. Let's just make Michael Pena the head of it now. Everyone, he, everyone likes him. Uh, is he in Scientology? He is, yeah. Very Interesting. But... Figured he'd be Catholic. <laughs> yeah, he would. I don't know. I don't know how that works out. No one, no one's born. So, actually, they are. Some people are born. Just children. <laughs> yeah, like Beck. Yeah. All right. Weird. Scientologist somehow. Okay. Um, let's talk about uh, Ang Lee. And the Bruce Lee biopic. Yeah, this is an interesting story. That first of all, how have we not had a Bruce Lee biopic? I feel like he's such a big figure. Um, but Angley, no relation to Bruce Lee, uh, is is finally getting it done. Angley is like one of the most decorated film directors ever. You know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Brokeback Mountain, of course, uh, The Hulk. Um, he's made a lot of which Hulk big movies. Uh, Eric Bana, Hulk. Okay, I liked it. That's the only movie I've seen of his then. Yeah, well, no, probably I not. I never probably... saw Hidden Dragon. Really? Uh, what about Crouching like the, Tiger? It was the most made fun of movie ever, so I saw those scenes, but never saw the movie. Uh, you see Life of Pi? Nope. Did you see The Gemini Man with Will Smith? I did see that. That's his most recent movie. So It was a letdown, but I had yeah. to watch it. It was yeah, free on Amazon. I don't think he's made like a big movie since Life of Pi, but I do believe he won the Oscar twice. I don't get how a lion and a kid on a rowboat survive. I think I the know. lion I, I, eats the guy. I've and actually then never seen it. I thought the Life of Pi was like a spinoff from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something. Not a spinoff, but I mean, <laughs> isn't there like... The I, thought they, I thought they do something with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in that show. Oh, what no, no, I'm thinking when you're, of the other one. Oh, that's rich Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. They're both starring an Indian guy. Maybe yeah. the same Indian guy? I'm I think sure. it might be. Yeah. Cal Penn. He also started off... His father was in a cupboard back in... his name? 1990 something. It's different Indians. <laughs> Taj Pen or something like that. 
it was not Dev Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Of, that's of the Green Knight. Um. But no, what's what's crazy about this movie? Um, Ang Lee already found his actor for Bruce Lee, and uh, yeah, the guy his, who played Bruce Lee and uh, who wants or everyone loves uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, no. It is not that actor. It is uh, Ang Lee's son. So great, great stuff. <laughs> Nepotism and a half. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so we'll see if that ever gets made. If or they'll decide, hey, that's actually not cool. You didn't even hold, hold auditions or something. You're just like. Yeah, do this. But um, Bruce Lee's daughter, who is the one who's very pissed about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, is part of the production. She wants this to get made. So I don't know if you remember that story. I do remember. She like was, how he got beat up, right? She was very pissed. It's like, Brad Pitt wouldn't beat my dad up. And I'm like, it's a fucking made up movie. He Brad was Pitt a war exist. hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's to say Brad Pitt at that time in life couldn't beat up Bruce Lee? You mean Brad Pitt would be age? like 12 yeah, like, or whatever it was. I mean, Brad Pitt wasn't there in 1968 or whatever. But I'm saying if he was, who's to say in 1968, oh. Brad Pitt couldn't beat up Bruce we Lee is know. what I'm saying. Fight exactly. Club Brad Pitt in the 60s. Exactly. Yeah. So you never know. She should be happy that it didn't beat him up worse. Yeah. You never know what could have happened. Tell you what, if he was Achilles, he'd oh, yeah. rip sure. the yeah. shit out of him. Yeah, he's definitely played some characters that could have beat up a... Yeah. More Bruce Spartan Lee. references right there. It's good shit. He was the greatest warrior of all time. Yeah. That's what I've heard, actually. I actually just heard that recently in a, a Mike Tyson interview thing where he said that they say that Achilles was the greatest warrior of all time. How do we know he isn't? We don't. Exactly. We can't rank him. No, Brian cannot. Cox is a great warrior leader. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> started the war, but. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a good movie. I love Troy. Uh, who that's director like Wolfgang? Uh, yeah, the guy who passed. Yeah, he died. Know. That's too bad. Yeah, I always wanted to make a sequel uh, of Sean Bean as Odysseus. I was like, I'll just do it. Yeah, you talk about that. All you the hinted time. toward it. He's yeah, like, he I, I gotta go journey. go home, and I'm like, do it, do it. But no, they never did. After uh, Gladiator Two, that's on the on the plate. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Vince Vaughn, Dodgeball Two. Yeah, so Vince Vaughn apparently wrote a Dodgeball sequel, um, and he pitched it to uh, Ben Stiller, and Stiller thinks it's a good idea, but he's very hesitant, of course, because of um, Zoolander 2. Huge flop, terrible, terrible movie, so Ben Stiller's a little nervous about that, but um, yeah, Justin Long actually um, said that in an interview. He's like, yeah, Vince wrote a sequel for us. It's a good, it's a good story. I'd, I'd love to do it, but we'll see if Ben I, Stiller wants to do it. I wonder. So Ben Stiller reads Zoolander two for the first time. Is he actually laughing at the script and, and he, thinking it's funny? He, I'm sure he wrote it. He, How he, do the, those kind the of things movie. work out though? Like you should have to go to like three different comedians that, you know, give them the script and say, Hey, what do you think? Does it live up to the original? Right, because it, it's a script. It, it, you're acting out a script, and if the lines and the jokes are stupid, shouldn't that register? I mean, according to this, that it did have four different writers. Um, Zoolander two, they're all very successful. So Ben Stiller himself. Uh, hey, John, Tyler Perry's very successful. That John doesn't mean Hamburg, anything. Who uh, wrote? Um, I love you, man. One of the best comedies ever. Oh, that is a good, very comedy. underrated. Um, but also is now working with Kevin Hart exclusively. Call me Hulk one more time. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Justin Thoreau, who he wrote the original in one with, which is always a weird thing to me. It's like Justin Thoreau, the, the actor, the leftovers guy wrote. It's like, yeah, yep. I didn't know that. He wrote um, Tropic Thunder with him, too. Hmm. Um, That's then, a, Nicol- a very Nicol- strong <laughs> opening that loses its luster for me. What? Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was also in Zoolander. He was the, the evil DJ. I had to confirm that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Nicholas Stoller also is credited on the screenplay. And, I mean, what um, could it even be? Like, they own, uh, what was it called? Average Joe's Gym is merged with Global Gym. Yeah. And Ben Stiller is back. And he's thin at the end of it. Yeah. yeah, but he's thin again, and he wants to take it over again. And I mean, he's challenging to be... him to another game of dodgeball. No, ball. I think he would be on their team. And then you'd have, like, John Cena or something. Oh, it would be guy, the new right? enemy? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd have to be something like that. So they'd have to team up. They don't really like each other, but they know they're both talented at dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the dumbest exercise of my life, to try to write a dodgeball sequel. But somehow Vince Vaughn had the time to do it. Well, you're not going to get uh, Rip Torn, so I'm out. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But, you know, Steven Root still going. Who is uh, Rip Torn? The guy in the wheelchair. He drank his piss because oh, yeah, it was yeah. sterile. Yeah. Black. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah. Well, you never know. They could still he, find he him. He might have passed away on the set of Dodgeball. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. That was right. the funniest thing. I learned his name in those credits. I You remember all of his team for Global Gym was just these shredded, ripped assholes. And... <laughs> yeah. The name Rip Torrance shows. It's like, what piece of shit bodybuilder is that? It's like, no, it's a 70-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. I will assume that is a stage name. Of course. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty good. I mean, really, he didn't he didn't do that many things in our era, but like Dodgeball plus Men in Black, just yeah. incredible, you know? Great stuff from him. I don't know why we're talking about him, but <laughs> great guy. Well, he made the thing. He made the movie, so. Yeah. His uh, name he's also known as is Elmore Torn. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. there you go. All right, uh, let's move on. We'll see if that actually becomes a thing. Uh, Mike Flanagan, leaving Netflix. Yes, yeah, so this was a big deal, I think. Flanagan's gives some hits to Netflix. You know, the uh, haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor and Midnight Mass. Um, but his latest show, which I've, I've watched two episodes of, and I think it's, I've enjoyed it, but I've watched it so slowly. It's been out for like three months already. Uh, the Midnight Club, um, that was officially canceled. So there's no season two going forward with that, which means I guess it didn't oh, really properly end. I'm not sure. It's based on a book series. Um, but him leaving is a big deal. He's going to Amazon. And the rumor there is that Amazon owns the rights to the the Dark Tower, the Stephen King long running like series, which they was made that a, the Idris Elba thing. They made a movie with Idris Elba that was bad and flopped, yeah. but apparently that movie was really only like one seventh of the whole story or something, and that really like this book series is unadaptable as a movie series and is better as a TV show. Um. So Flanagan has said before that he really wants to do it. Um, he's done so many Stephen King things already. He did um, Dr. Sleep. Great movie. Very underrated movie. Um, along with uh, Gerald's Game, which was a movie we enjoyed as well. Was that uh, the one where they're in the... She's in like tied to the bed? Yeah. yeah that I movie was insane. 
There's a scene in that movie that I just really hate. So he's he loves doing Stephen King stuff, and everything else he's done has been Stephen King-like, even if it's not Stephen King direct. So it seems like the perfect thing for him uh, to do, which I don't know. It seems like, why would Netflix let one of their big hit makers go? Um, but maybe maybe those aren't as big as, of hits as we think. Maybe um, it's like the dumb reality stuff that's really sells it for Netflix. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'll have to see. I mean, I would like him to make another movie again. Uh, but he seems to be happy making a streaming service. Um, he's already made a new streaming show for Netflix coming out next year, like already done um, with a lot of his regulars. And I think Mark Hamill's in it, which is cool. Um, so there'll be at least one more. But um, all his future stuff will be going to uh, Jeff Bezos. So, hmm. Well, we'll see. Could be watchable stuff. Who knows? All right. Uh, we got some other news that uh, happened yesterday. Christy Alley died uh colon cancer at the age of 71 i knew her most from uh look who's talking uh, a movie yeah. i watched a lot as a kid i actually nope. knew her most from cheers which yeah, i was a but show you was like, her bigger show cheers uh which i watched later uh in life i was watching look who's talking when i was a what year is that 90 no it came out before i was born or something so, like yeah that. i don't think i ever watched look who's talking but i definitely oh, i did they, like the show cheers they made Bruce look Lewis who's talking again or something like that also they had one where the dogs talked. It was fucking terrible. I think well, it was idea. fun because they're babies and they talk. And I was yeah, yeah, that very was young called, when that came out. Well, for me, that was just called Rugrats. Yeah, but this was a movie <laughs> no, this for was, Yeah. It was Bruce Willis, though. So that was, was Bruce cool. Willis, uh, yeah. Travolta. Yeah. So that's how I, I knew her. Uh, and uh, I recently listened to her on the Corolla podcast this sometime this year, I want to say. So. Yeah, she was uh, out there. <laughs> she was. Uh, she talked a lot. Um, I think she had. I don't think last she twenty f- years. I don't crazy. think she found out about this uh, until fairly recently, and was uh, in Florida getting uh, treatment for it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't if know I, if I read that then. correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was telling so crazy. I was telling Tony before the show that I. Some YouTube video of like she received her Emmy for Cheers or something. It was Macaulay Culkin announcing it. I was like, oh yeah, that's good. That's a good little time capsule there. Where yeah. we were, yeah, yeah. She's good in Cheers. Yeah, she was of course the uh, replacement, and it and it worked out. Yes, uh, the lady from even... Troop Beverly Hills got too big. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brady Bunch movies, of course, too. I did actually watch the Brady Bunch movies. Oh, those are great. I love those, but you guys know about True Beverly Hills, all right? Yes. It was okay. also a like nineteen ninety three movie or something, yeah. Yeah, you Andy, you had sisters, so you know what I'm talking about. My sister had that movie on as often as I have like, you know, Rugrats on. Yeah, it was like it played at TBS on TBS at ten AM for like six yeah. days every summer. Yeah. Pretty good. But yeah, I was watching a Cheers, uh, some Halloween episodes uh, back even, in the in the season. So, Sean, let me ask you really quick. The only kind of spooky Cheers episode I ever remember is when they move into that house and she thinks it's haunted. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. She's just sitting there. It's uh, Carla and Cliff, I think. You remember the names too well. I well, I'm not as familiar. Uh, yeah, the mailman and uh, the big guy, uh, Norm. I actually do. Uh, Was his name Norm or Cliff? No, his name was Norm. The mailman was Cliff. That's right. But the the waitress, the attitude waitress, I actually had her name. Really, literally, just came to me last second. But I'm pretty sure it was Carla. That sounds right. 
Yeah. And then Cliff, uh, everybody knew Norm's name because every time he walked in, it was Norm. Yeah. That's me at the post, baby. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, yeah. there was a, there was a few others. There was because um, on Peacock they they do a very good job of separating all of the stuff. They show you a breakdown of Modern Family ones. They show you the Cheers, whatever else, The Office. Um, there was a good one where a neighboring bar they go back and forth doing gags uh, at Halloween on each other, little pranks, and the neighboring bar guy fakes his death. And Ted Danson is not buying it, but everyone's going along with it. They go to the funeral. The bar gets emptied out. He goes over there, this and that. And then he pops up in a big, ah, because he finally got him to like, com- like admit he liked the guy or, or something like that. Uh, that was a pretty fun one. And then another one where I think it was True Beverly Hills lady is having a dream that she's with Ted Danson. Hmm. And uh, it kind of seems to come true. But then is it still a dream? It's it's scary. Shelly Long is her name. Uh, and I want to say there is at least one other one, too. Um, I don't really remember. But yeah, yeah but everybody wanted to be with Ted Danson, man. Ted Danson, actually, uh, I don't even know why I know this, but I know for sure he was on like the cover for like Sexiest Man Alive or something at one point. It was like 2019. Still is. If you could Google yeah. it, Andy, I don't know. <laughs> It's on his Wikipedia page. I loved Sam Malone, dude. Sam Malone was a great. Uh, you think it's on his awards? It should be. That is an award. I don't think though for his acting though. Mm-hmm. Just gonna have to just type that in. Just see. I don't if... want to put it into Google. Sorry. <laughs> I very think, good. Uh, a personal life, maybe. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll take our word for it. His affair with Whoopi Goldberg? That's not real. That's someone fucked up. That's not real. She was the sexiest man alive. <laughs> What? It said he uh, said that uh, Ted Danson had an affair with Whoopi Goldberg and that's oh. what ruined his marriage. Yeah, I think that's common knowledge. That seems not real. Whoopi Goldberg I didn't think was a sexual person. Well, she's she there. was when she was making the movie Coach. Okay. I'm telling you, sexiest man alive, Andy. <laughs> Every girl wanted to be with him. Yeah. I don't think they'd work out now. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Well, Christy Alley will be missed. Uh, we got some other news before we get into our trailers. Tulsa King, which I've been watching, it's been enjoyable. It uh, has been renewed for season two. So, oh, it's interesting because um, Paramount Stallone had said, "Like, I don't know if I could do more TV. It's really hard." Well, he doesn't but, have a choice now. Yeah, he's held at gunpoint. Yeah, and by gunpoint, I mean they were offering him ten million dollars. Yeah, that's a gun. All right, we have some trailers. Uh, Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, we got a name, too. That's important. Very excited. Looked good. It looked very CGI, which is like, of oh, course. He's 100 years old. Um, there's a scene where he's riding a horse, and I read that, oh, he was injured. That's not him riding the horse. He could not ride a horse during the shoot of this movie. Yeah, didn't he break his hip? Yeah, he, he got hurt again. He always gets hurt in these movies. Um, but Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So It's a phone. Yeah, some people are thinking it's, it's going to be maybe some time travel in there. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we got first looks at some other characters, including uh, Boyd Holberg is, I don't know, an FBI guy or something. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I do want to see what this final product is. And hopefully it's a nice little uh, send off to uh, one of the most important 
movie characters we ever had. So I watched one of the Indiana Jones uh, coming home from London. It, uh, I mean, these things are f- so fun all the time. So I'm on board. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Transformers. Andy, you must just be a gas about this. Well, this is big for, um, let's say, <laughs> 90s kids. Is it? Um, it is because Transformers, the original cartoon, is an 80s kids thing. And we weren't really part of it. But this Transformers movie is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. So this is the introduction of Beast Wars into the Transformers universe. See, I I didn't know any of this. I never watched. I didn't so, know they had a show. I only I know Shia LaBeouf it. and uh, Megan Fox. Yeah. Well, that was the movie. I had a but. Transformer car. I never watched a show about so it. So in the, in was the that 90s, that Volkswagen you were driving six years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the uh, in the nineteen nineties, uh, Transformers the toy series cartoon was not as big for for our era. Um, but the people there at Hasbro, I want to say, I don't know who owns it. Um, wanted to, you know, bring the franchise back, uh, give it something new. Uh, so they came up with Beast Wars, which is uh, instead of the Transformers robots turning into cars, they turned into animals. Um, sounds stupid, but this was a big hit. Uh, the cartoon was pretty bad if you go look at it right now, but it was a hit and the toys were cool. You could turn into a jaguar or a gorilla or some shit. Um, and that's what this new movie is promising. Uh, if you watch the trailer, you could see the gorilla um, and some other shit. Um, I did read they are so confused on where this exists in anything. Uh, they've just said uh, none of the other movies count. Don't don't worry about it. Just just watch the movie. So um, I will probably end up doing just that um, and probably mm. hate it because yeah. like nine out of the ten Transformers movies they made have been awful, but. Uh, the last one that came out was Bumblebee. Was actually pretty fun in eighties. Like I think teen, I watched that one. Actually. Teen movie. It was. It was. It was pretty decent. Um, and this one, I think originally I saw it was supposed to be set in the nineties. I don't know if that's the case now, but um, it's supposed to be just completely independent. Don't worry about Shia LaBeouf or any of that shit. It didn't happen. Mm. So, yeah. It's going to be about a 14% chance I watch this. So Yeah. Well, June 9th, 2023 is when you can do that. So, And June 30th was uh, Indiana Jones, by the way. Uh, what about Gardens of the Galaxy? Number three. Yeah, we just had the holiday special released. Um, and now we got a trailer for the next movie, Volume 3. Uh, it's May 5th, 2023. Um, it's more Guardians. It's They've added new characters, new people. Uh, we did get a first look at um, Adam Warlock, a key Marvel character, a weird looking guy. I don't know what that's going to going to be, but also um, Stallone, I see in is in here. He was in the last one and was I he? saw him back in this one again. He was teased at the end of the last one as like he's the head of the like um, group of gangs or whatever. He's kind of the gang leader, but he's like not a bad guy. He just happens to be the gang leader. Um, and I thought there'd be more with him, but he's back. So maybe there will be more with him. Uh, but he's got this big commitment to Tulsa, it sounds like. So. Yeah. I don't know. What that well, means. can't they just give him a phone call and he can record his lines? Sure. But they could just get impersonators to do that, too. I'm sure he's a cartoon person, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. He was a human character. Oh. Yeah. He was um he was in the Suicide Squad as the shark, though. So he was a, a voice in that. Uh-huh. So yeah, he has a relationship there with James Gunn. Um, I don't get how Vin Diesel gets to hammer a check when he doesn't <laughs> literally do anything. Uh, well, the character of Groot is now like buff. 
that was in the in the holiday special. He's like big and barrel chested instead of a skinny tree, which is okay. weird, but you know, they're going with new things. Um, so I don't know if Vin Diesel has to do a different performance for that. He's like, well, beef up his voice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you get any bigger with a Vin Diesel performance there. Yeah, and this That's is going to be the uh, the last one here. And some of the people have said, well, that doesn't mean this is the last time we'll be in a Marvel movie, but it is going to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So a lot, a lot of tears, I'm sure. Yeah. Some from you, Andy, I bet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Every good thing has to come to an end. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do... That portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you a 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed... Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, uh, Off-Road, how many things do you have? Well, it's a six on the list, but it's not that bad. It's not that bad. (laughs) You know, know, let me just say what's really funny really quick. Because I actually listened to the entertainment pod. I think it was was yesterday. I always like to listen to the podcast, which is kind of funny because I never thought of it like this way because... I pick up uh, Wrecking Ball Joe every now and uh, like pretty much almost every day now for lunch. And one time I was listening to it and he just looked at me kind of with like, oh, you're just like listening to yourself talk. And I'm like, no. You're doing enjoy, notes, you know. Yeah, I enjoy listening back to it. Because honestly, you forget everything that was said, to be honest, like some of the times, at least I do. But uh, the one thing I do remember, which is why I'm bringing this up, is every time, it's like the same thing every time Davi will be like, so Andy, what have you been, how many things you got? And Andy will be like, six. And he'll just be like, Oh, <laughs> and then it was like making the joke all last week. Like Davi was like, all right, Andy, start with your Baker's dozen. And then it went from like, <laughs> are we on number four or 50 yet? And it was just like, I was just laughing. It's funny. Cause Andy, that is such a long list, things. but Hey, he likes you, to watch. Yeah. Nothing man, wrong with that. Tony Katz. What do you got? I'm still stuck on the same thing I've been watching, but I've been watching it more. So I'd still like to chat about how I've improved watching it or how so, it's improved as okay. I've watched it. One thing? Yeah. One yeah. and a half? <laughs> no, just one. Just one. I haven't been uh, watching too much movies, I don't yeah. think. Same. I have one thing as well. Uh, Andy, you want to lead us off? All right. So I got a, a, a combination here. Yeah, bust um, out in- that scroll. Interesting <laughs> enough. Okay. So I watched a movie on HBO Max, an older movie um, from 1983 called Star 80. Just kind of a random pick. Like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting. Um, stars Eric Roberts as um, a total loser. Um, it's based on a true story. Um, a guy killed his uh, his wife, who was a Playboy playmate. Um, big story from 1980. Um, you could tell that's going to be a big like tabloid type story. What happened? All that kind of stuff. Very, very famous story. Um, she was having an affair with a famous film director, Peter Bogdanovich. So this is kind of like a story that's like been around for forever. Um, they made it interesting enough that they made a movie only three years later. Probably a bad idea. It's kind of like too fresh. In everyone's yeah, minds like have uh, tasteless. Yeah. So that's kind of the reputation of this movie is that like 
okay, I could see why it's a well-made movie, but why do you do it? It's kind of like terrible to her, her memory. Um, Hugh Hefner is in this movie, not himself, but an actor playing him. Um, was very upset with it. Um, Bogdanovich himself was like wrote a book about how terrible and tasteless this was. That is, you know, his lover was murdered by her husband, who was a crazy guy. Um, but it's a great performance from Eric Roberts playing this guy with you know great mustache in this role. It's um, good villain and uh, Batman also. Yeah, and this was kind of like one of his first big things, and then kind of his career died because he was just on drugs all the time. Um, but you can kind of see how this role probably like it's pretty dark to play. Um, but yeah, I was, thought it was a pretty good movie. And uh, whenever I watch a movie that's based on a, a true story, I always have to go look up. Okay. So what's the real thing that happened? And while I'm doing that, I happen to see this um, real life guy, Paul Snyder is his name in his Wikipedia page. It said, yeah, portrayed by Eric Roberts in the movie star 80. Um, and then portrayed by Dan Stevens in the Hulu series. Welcome to Chippendales. I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like that just came out and I was planning on watching it anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to flip that on right now to see the, <laughs> what's the difference here. Um, pretty crazy that this guy, the same real life guy is also in that story. Um, he was, a uh, the original co-founder, um, along with the main character, um, played by Kumail Nanjiani, um, of Chippendales. And then he is, out of the story after uh, one episode um, for obvious historical reasons, we'll say. Um, but I've enjoyed this show. I've watched two episodes so far. I think three are out. Um, Kamel Nanjiani is a Indian immigrant who starts a, a club and um, it doesn't go that well. So he pivots into uh, something different with his club, um, founding Chippendales, which um, you probably best know from the Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze sketch on SNL. Are you reviewing but, Chippendales now? Yeah. Okay. So I did. That's what I'm saying. I watched the show. Hulu series. Welcome to Chippendales came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and I think it's uh, pretty fun so far. Um, especially, <laughs> yeah, you're having a good time. Especially considering the first episode has to go involve this like tragedy that the previous movie I was talking about involves. Uh, it's It's been a good time. Um, yeah, some people are probably going to be like, I don't want to watch a show about strippers. It, it's like, no, it's not that. It's a show about um, starting a business and having it be successful and then crazy shit happening, um, which I haven't got there yet, but I can see where it's going. Um, the creator of the show also uh, created the uh, Pam and Tommy series from earlier this year. Um, and then he's done other stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it's good. I think it's worth watching. I think um, the love interest I really enjoyed in in this in this show is an accountant, and I really enjoyed her intro <laughs> where she's giving him uh, giving him tips like, "Hey, if you uh, you know put a little more ice in the glasses, you'll use less alcohol, and that and at fifty cents per ounce, you'll save." And she's doing all the math, and he's like, totally falls in love with her at that moment, and it's just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. You probably did too, Andy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I fell in love with both of them. I mean, Kamel Nanjiani is still looking pretty great. You know, he, he got really in shape for that Marvel movie and uh, hasn't let go, you know? So yeah, very good. <laughs> was he not in good shape when he was in us? Uh, uh, right, so, what was it? Silicon Valley. Guy. Yeah. He's just a normal Silicon guy. Valley. He also, Super. I think his uh, great grandfather was the one that started off in the, the cupboard. <laughs> a lot of people in that cupboard. <laughs> They're all related. It was a very important. Cupboard. Hey, it was Indian in the cupboard for a reason. Yeah. 
if he never got out, I think a lot of these people wouldn't wouldn't be here today. That's true. I I don't know how any of that works, yeah. But yeah, right. that's uh, Welcome to Chippendales on Hulu now. Very good. So that's two of your... Yes. Okay. Uh, Tony, you want to finish yours out? Yeah. So I just... Uh, going on from last week, I've... Uh, I think last week when I talked about watching the show Wednesday, I was only on episode like... I think I'd finished like maybe two. But now I'm... I finished it. Oh, don't tell me anything because I've only finished uh, seven episodes. I'm on episode eight, but... The good thing about the end of episode seven, which Sean obviously will understand, is that I I've seen like eight minutes of it. I didn't watch it. Well, My anyway, wife watched it. To what the people will understand, if they've seen the end of episode seven, is when it reveals at the very end of episode seven out of eight who the monster in the forest is. And it was kind of funny because my roommate and I we've been watching it back and forth, and we kind of just had all these different guesses. But he called it from the beginning, and he's actually weirdly really good at predicting. Uh, like stuff in movies. And he, uh, he did call that. And then like, there was one scene where in the episode prior episode six, that made me like actually catch on and realize and believe it. And sure enough, it, uh, it was this certain character that was this uh, monster in the forest, but I still have one more episode. And also what's funny is that episode five, I believe maybe episode six is when uncle Fester gets introduced and it's played by uh fred armiston which is honestly it's hilarious to me because anything with like fred armiston and will arnett i just automatically laugh i love those two guys and it's just funny because it's like i i you know i mean i maybe watched some of the tv shows of adam's family as a kid so i don't really remember what uncle fester how he was as a person i mean i've seen the movies in the 90s which obviously christina ritchie is actually the teacher one of the teachers in uh Wednesday, the show Wednesday. So it's kind of funny that she came back in a Wednesday series, but she's just a nerdy teacher. She reminds me a lot of uh, Jess from New Girl. Just got the big glasses on and she's just this like super nice, quirky teacher. But kind of wild to think that she was actually once Wednesday Adams in the 90s. Time flies, Andy. That's where we take away from that. Indeed. But uh, but it's good, honestly. I think it's really good. I enjoy that stuff. It's, it's a lot of like, it honestly reminds me of a, what was that one show on Netflix that was, uh, they were like a secret society. It was, it was kind of popular a couple years ago. I'm not sure if they ended up making more than like one or two. Secret oh, society. I, I'm behind on Netflix. I don't. The skulls? No, it was. House of Cards. <laughs> no, let me, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you guys if I can remember it or see it, but. It, it reminds me kind of, of a little dark? bit of that where it's like the whole like secret society stuff. Cause they're at this, you know, I guess you call it boarding school, whatever it is, where it's like, you know, they're out. I don't even know where they're at, but it's almost like magic though. Like everybody there's got some magic going on and stuff, but also those actual like boarding schools. I have this question, like those ones that look like they're like castles and stuff. Maybe they're in Oxford or something like that. So if those are boarding schools for like, let's just say high schoolers or middle schoolers. And it's like, you know, you stay the night there. You're obviously away from your family, but like, that's kind of crazy to think too, that the teachers just sleep there too. Do they? I don't not know. In the same room. No, they okay. I know not in the same room, but I still think it's weird to think that if your thing. occupation was to be a teacher and then you never get to leave work. Remember, I, I showed you guys a photo of those Harry Potter kids in London. That was a boarding school. Yeah, that's true. They're wearing their little cloak. Yeah, no, that's definitely... It's definitely something weird. Hold on. Let me see if I can. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. 
that's pretty right. much it for me. I'll be uh I'll be quick. I've been keeping up with Yellowstone and Tulsa King and started watching on Disney Plus The Santa Clauses. Hmm. Tim Allen is back as you guessed it, Santa Claus. Um it doesn't suck. You know, uh, usually these are just kind of a cash grab for uh, a built-in audience and uh, everything's phoned in. Well, that's not the case because this is Tim Allen, folks. Um, It's decent. It's kind of fun. Cal Penn from the grave is in it. He's done working with Obama. He's back and uh, acting again. He's been acting for like a decade. I thought he retired and this they brought him out of retirement strictly for this Andy. <laughs> Definitely not. He was he was in Smile, the movie that came out this year. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's fun. Uh we still haven't met um Bernard. The Bernard, yeah, the uh Jewish ancestry elf. Um <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, but we saw his his main son Charlie for a minute and uh Judge Reinhold not yet. I don't. We haven't I don't, seen. I don't think he's in the series, but he you know. better be. Uh, so waiting to see on on that. But yeah, uh, I think we're like three episodes in, something like that. It's so I have fun. a question here. Christmas time. I never saw either of the sequels. If I tried to watch this, oh. would would, that, would I be fine? Uh, you probably wouldn't get some of the jokes, but I think you'd be okay. Like, I know he got married because that was he the second had, movie. He he had to get married, yeah. and uh, she's in it. She looks the exact same, which is interesting. I don't recognize her from any other movie either. Um, she was um, in Lost, I believe. Yeah, I hated that. Um, no, I mean, Martin Short's not in this. Uh, he's in the third one, so you would enjoy that. Also, the Tooth Fairy, uh, the late, great Babe Ruth from The Sandlot. No, the real Tooth oh. Fairy uh, in this one. Didn't The Rock play the Tooth Fairy? I think he did. Yeah. Okay, but, really quick. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> I found the show I was talking about. It's called The Order. Never heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry. Uh, that was it, though. <laughs> so, yeah, started watching it, and uh, we'll definitely finish it this week or next. Uh, it's I not that long, it's, right? It's a mini series. It's only uh, six episodes. So yeah, it's perfect. The last episode will air on the 14th. Oh, yeah. Why do you know it's going to be weekly? But yeah, that makes sense. All their stuff. Yeah, like Disney weekly. does it right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's perfect. It, it's Christmas time. If this came out on the 25th, I'd watch two episodes at most and have to wait till next year. So they aired <laughs> it at the right time. Yeah. So been enjoying that. I ended up buying Jingle All the Way because it doesn't look like it's going to be anywhere but stars this year. So bit the bullet, bought that. Got some deleted scenes and bad better than ever. <laughs> Oh, just improv in the eyes. <laughs> you know yeah. it. He's talking about his Johnny OMA guy. What about some good Jim Belushi improv? Yeah, they uh, that uh, Santa Claus Forgot song, the little boy Santa Forgot, they do a whole acapella thing in the uh, in the warehouse. All of the Santas come together and sing with them. They cut it. Yeah. Well, you know, like so. they didn't hire Jim Belushi to do like one second. There oh, no, no. You're, you're, you're paying for him. You're, you're going to use him. They uh, for you know director's cuts probably much better, but I'm sure that VHS tape is lost somewhere. So I enjoyed that over the weekend also. But I mean that's a classic. Come on. So all right, Andy, uh, you got like five left. You want to close I, this out? I got four. Um, first off, um, 
I watched on Disney Plus their other new series, uh, much anticipated for me, uh, Willow. Uh, oh yeah! So before watching about that, before watching the series, I did revisit the 1988 movie. Um, had a great time remembering stuff. Probably <laughs> haven't watched that in 30 years almost now. Um, probably 25. But I watched that all the time as a kid. We had a um, a bootleg VHS of it that we like taped off HBO or something. Um, but just, yeah, real good time. Like, Oh man, I remember the scene now. Like it, it's come all coming back to me. Uh, great time, uh, with, uh, Val Kilmer, just, just incredible. He does Han Solo better than Han Solo does Han Solo in this movie. Um, just, just a great, great character. Never saw um, it. And what's, yeah, it's sad that his absence is, is felt in the series. He's referenced so far. I've watched, uh, two of them. There's been two released. Um, He's referenced, but he's not in it. They tried to get him in it. Um, he was like, I'll do it. I'll figure something out to do because I want to do it. Um, but then, of course, COVID happened, and he's like, I'm not healthy enough to see anyone at all ever, um, which is pretty pretty depressing that that's his, his yeah. state. You know, he's still still living, but he's, you know, not well. Um, so that's like a sad reminder. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed the two two episodes so far just to – a lot of, lot of budget in this show, uh, you could tell. Um, shot in Wales, I believe, um, on location. Just a lot of, lot of beautiful green hills all around. Um, and this, this new series has to focus on like an entirely new uh, cast of characters to go along with uh, Warwick Davis's Willow. Um, he's fantastic still. He's had a long career doing a lot of great work. Um, and it's nice to see him get the starring role again here. Um, but this show has to succeed with the new cast, and I, I think it's done pretty well. Um, a few of the people I've seen before, including um, oh, man, I'm blanking on the name, but he was the, he was the, like the main character of um, Grand Budapest Hotel, um, and he's been in the Spider-Man movies. Um, he's great comic relief so Old far. Indian kid, yeah, uh, from the cupboard, of course. We keep saying <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme, I guess today. Um, yeah, and then like a couple other people. Um, and I'm looking forward to how it goes. Like you can tell they, they put a lot of work into this. Uh, Christian Slater is supposed to be in it. So I'll have to see uh, him a bit later. But um, yeah, pretty good. I'm, I'm not disappointed. I was worried, like, is this going to suck? I'm going to feel bad about it. Um, it doesn't suck. So Very good. Yeah, that's Willow. What else you got? Um, so White Lotus Season 2. Uh, it's going to finish next week. And I... Um, initially planned to like, oh, wait a couple weeks and I'll start it, but I waited too long. Uh, so I finally got the start on it. And, um, so there's seven episodes, I think the whole, the whole season. So I've already watched three. Um, and it's still good. I don't think it's as good as the first season. I think, uh, just, it was like the perfect time they filmed it, uh, at a resort during COVID that first season. That's the only reason they even existed. Um, and it came out last summer and it was just like great timing, good, good feelings. I think, I think releasing it in Halloween time was probably a mistake. Um, I don't know. Like why do you do that? Cause it's still like a summer vacation show. Um, but it's still nice to see new characters. Uh, F Murray Abraham, I think is probably the highlight so far. Um, just an older Italian man who wants to go to Sicily because apparently his family's from there, but you know, he actually doesn't have any connection there. Um, and he does take them on the Godfather tour, which is good stuff. Very good. Um, but yeah, it's still good. I don't think it's as good as season one, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, it wrapping up uh, this Sunday. 
So maybe I will have finished all of them by next week. Well, very fun. I have not watched any of those from either season. I don't know why. It's a good good show. It's too much to watch. It's really not. It's a short no, there, show. there is too much to watch. It's a short show. Got to pick your battles. Yeah. All right. Well, I have the last one here, um, and that is possibly the best picture favorite, uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. I uh, saw this last week with some old people because that's the only people that go see these type of movies, I like guess. You went with some old people? Or old no, people they just happened to be okay. there. I thought, yeah. didn't know if you had like a bingo club you hang out yeah. with or something. I was walking to the theater. There's an old lady. He's like, am I in your seat? I was like, no, I'm just getting to get through here. She's like, because I don't know what seat I'm supposed to be in. I'm like, no, you're fine. You're fine. So you saw like a two o'clock matinee on like a Thursday <laughs> yes. or what? Yes. Was it? Oh, boy, How Andy. accurate was I with that? Uh, I think it was it was two o'clock on a Wednesday. God damn. <laughs> 205. <laughs> I'll take the 211 showing yeah. for Fablemans. <laughs> The guy that made E.T. made this movie. It's going to be really good, man. <laughs> I, I did feel like I have to explain it to people. But it's like, hey, I just recently lost my job. It's fine. You know, I'm not a weirdo. Um, well, I don't know. Just seen Fableman's <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, but it's worth seeing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in, in, in peace. Um, uh, it's an interesting movie. I don't, I don't think it's my favorite movie of the year, but it is very good. Um, very interesting. Some real highlight scenes. I love the stuff of the young Spielberg character. Um, figure out how to make his movies. Make his movies as a, like a 14-year-old. and How do I make the gunfire look cool? And like teaching like kids off the street how to act and that kind of stuff was like thrilling. Like it's Steven Spielberg. He knows how to make movies. Okay. <laughs> now I'll watch this if it comes to HBO or something. Uh, no, it'll be on... Um, HBO. <laughs> trying, to think, trying to think who made this. No, um, trying to correct me. No, it'll come to Peacock. It is uh, oh well, made, I have a year subscription made so. by uh, Universal. So I mean, he worked with Universal for like his whole career, and then he stopped. Um, so he's back there, um, and that that actually means something because this is a movie about movies and stuff. Um, I like the first half. <laughs> it it ends at a movie studio, so just understand where I'm getting at. Um, I think the first half was better. It's more about him learning how to make movies and stuff. And the second half is more um, about him and his uh, internal struggles and high school life. And it's just kind of, it's kind of more uh, generic. Like, Oh, he's the nerd kid. Who's going to get bullied by the jocks. And I'm like, ah, I've seen this before. Whereas like the first half is uh, less of that, but yeah, definitely. I wish more people wanted to see it. You know, it's, it, it's a good movie, but like, they can't get anyone to see it. It doesn't matter that it's Steven Spielberg and that it's like about why he is the way he is. You know, I mean, it's the, the real overarching story is why did his parents get divorced, which is like informed so much of his um, films that he's made. So just like, well, here's the real story. And it's just, they well didn't done. get divorced. We don't have Jurassic park. So sure. Yeah. We, we owe them. It. Yeah, we don't get any of it. He might have been a accountant or something. Yeah. We don't know. We would really? never have had Munich. You think so? His parents never got divorced? He would never have been a director? I don't know. <laughs> you really do never know. Yeah. Probably would have been I a banker. I guarantee you a lot of those times, like when his parents were screaming at each other in the other room is when he would hide in his room, and then that's when the fantasies came to his head. Jurassic Park, well, E.T., they didn't scream at each other. I watched the goddamn movie. Uh, well, I, I don't know. You don't know. It's true. It was an interesting. Is 
his dad actually carried a whip, and that was part of the uh, influence for Indiana. He, his his parents, he dressed in all leather also. His parents are very interesting characters, and you could see how he became the way he is, basically the the combo of the two characters. Um, so, yeah, and that's a great acting. Uh, Paul Dano and Michelle Williams play the, play the uh, parents, and um, Seth Rogen uh, making an appearance as the uh, uncle slash friend of the parents. Uh, interesting character there. <laughs> Um, and the kid who plays the Spielberg character, um, I've never seen him before, but he's pretty great. So we'll have to see what he does in his career. Mm, very good. All right. Where are, are we on your list? Oh, no, that was it. I finished. Oh, that was it. All right. Very good. Well, we're uh, right at the hour mark. So you've been listening to episode 300 of the Tony Sick Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had Off-Road Movie Maker Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.